I was a basketball player and now I'm a pastry chef. Those stories are stories that people want to hear because a lot of people, they're working to a place and they want to do something else. So it's inspiring for them to see that they did it so I can do it too. You're listening to the You Might Be a Badass podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Todd, an average everyday girl with a nine to five job and a passion for storytelling. This podcast takes you behind the scenes in discovering truly inspiring personal success stories from all kinds of individuals and how they paved their way into becoming their own version of a badass. I speak with entrepreneurs, nine to fivers, stay-at-home moms, athletes, and everyone in between. My goal is to discover the different depths in which we define what it means to be successful. Success means something different to every person, and ultimately, if you're pursuing your passions and living life to the fullest, you too just might be a badass. If you aren't driving, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and imagine that the entire room around you is filled with the smell of fresh, out-of-the-oven croissants. You go to grab the first one and the outside is flaky and buttery to perfection. And when you tear off a piece, the middle is so pillowy and warm. You go to take your first bite and it literally melts in your mouth. And then you realize you're listening to an audio recording of my voice and sadly none of that was real. Contrary to what it sounded like, I wasn't describing heaven just now, although I would like to formally submit a request to have extra croissants there, if anyone is listening. Okay, okay, enough of the teasing. Today, I'm sitting down with the co-owner and chef mastermind of the cafe Lou the French on the Block, located right here in Los Angeles, or Toluca Lake to be exact. Lou and his wife Karima met in Paris, France years ago and both had one major thing in common, coming to America to build a new life. So they did, and as you will hear, it took a lot to get to where they are today. I first stumbled across Lou's when desperately looking for a quick bite to eat on my lunch break. I had heard rumors of their delicious French baguette sandwiches, but ultimately fell in love with the husband-wife duo behind the counter who made me feel like more of a friend than a customer. They have since kept me coming back for morning lattes and those sinfully good croissants, so I am very delighted to share with you all the pure magic that is Lou's. Welcome, Lou. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. It's very nice to hear your voice again. I know we've been separated for a little while with offices shutting down due yes. to COVID. So one day I will see your face again. Hopefully. I mean, I can wait for those days. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. So just to kind of set things up, would love to know kind of the background story on the cafe, um, how you guys got started. We can even go back to how in, how you and Karima met. Ooh, 
<laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go i didn't know we'll go that far but <laughs> you know we, we could we could take it wherever you'd like but just just you know conception phases of how you guys got started yeah. and, and where the where the idea of building your own cafe came about i mean me and karima we we met in paris 13 years ago i was playing basketball back in the days in uh, in paris actually and uh I had a friend of mine who played basketball too, who was supposed to go out in Paris with her. They were friends. And then we met that day. But, you know, there's always two stories when, you know, a guy and a, <laughs> and a woman meet. And that's my, that's my story. And I stick with <laughs> it. I think that's the real one. So we, we, we met that day, but my friend, that's her, that's his, that's her friend. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to approach her and stuff. I was trying to be respectful. And one day, it was back in the days. Back in the days, we had MySpace, right? And I was doing oh, yes. I was doing my friend MySpace, and he had her on his MySpace. And then I had her on my MySpace, and we started to talk. And we had a lot in common, you know? And, um, and... The, the one thing that we had in common is America. We always wanted to come here and live here, you know. And then fast forward, like, probably, I would say that was in 2006. So probably in 2008, I'm playing basketball and um, and I get hurt. And I go to rehab south of France, and uh, I don't know I, I am I was on MSN, and there's this window that pop up and says, "You want to live the American dream? Play the green card lottery." And randomly, I play, and two years later, when I totally forgot I played the green card lottery, somebody called me and says, "You won the green card lottery? Are you excited?" And wow. I was hurt again. So to me, it was a sign, like it's time to just stop and just do what we say we're going to do, right? And um, I call my wife and I tell her that I won the green, uh, the lottery. I just said lottery. And she thought I, loved, I, I won like the lotto, lotto. You know? <laughs> but, you know, surprisingly, like when she found out that was the green card lottery, it was even better for her better yeah it was always our dream you know and um so winning the green card is 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 was great but then um you know i was in college here in kansas for two years and you know coming to america i didn't feel like winning the green card is just good enough you know you have to come here with a plan of doing something you know and i really uh, start thinking about like, what am I going to do? What can I do after basketball? You know, and I had a friend that wanted to open a bakery in the U S and I went, I went to see a chef with him and kind of learn how to bake. And uh, I just click with, with that, you know, it's challenging. It's just like basketball. You practice, you're good. You don't, you suck, you know? And, um, and then after that, we, we, we made a plan to come to L.A. And, uh, and open a bakery. So that's really when it started. And 
and when we decided to do that, it was every Friday we had meeting where we would show what we do and the improvement on the baking side. And, and, you know, we were really serious about it. And that's how it started. I feel like I got chills with you telling me that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> it is. It's, that, it's beautiful. That was, that was the first, um, that was the first step. Like, you know, uh, it wasn't just to come here and open the bakery. It was, it was more before that. And then, uh, and then we came here. We came here in 2012, I believe, 2012, 2013. And then um, now I know how to bake, right? But then where do I start? You know, uh, I didn't have any job to pay the rent. Um, so you start all over again. Like your life is starting to zero. And um, I didn't know what to do, like, you know, because I want to open a bakery, but then um, I still need to start somewhere here. And um, my wife, she worked as a, as a server in a restaurant. She did a lot of like catering um, gig. And then luckily I found a job as a supervisor and basketball coach in a French school. So that was random, but that was great because it's a French yeah. school that need a basketball coach. And guess what I was doing before I was a player, <laughs> you know, I was a basketball player. So it was, it was great for me. And then, uh, you know, little by little, uh, I started to introduce my cake to the French community and the French community always look for French stuff, you know? So I was doing cakes for the kids for their birthdays. Um, I was doing some catering at one point. I did some macaroon classes for the kids. And uh, doing all of that just built uh, my confidence, you know. But how do I make that my main source of um, income, you know? And I find out about the farmer's market. Because in France, farmer's market is a different type of farmer's market. Farmer's market is kind of like, a cheap thing here is different. Farmer's mm -hmm. market is very like, how you call it? I would not say luxury, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's a- It's definitely higher higher end. Exactly. Than a supermarket, yeah. yeah. So at first I was not excited about it, but then when I went to a farmer's market, I was like, yeah, this, this is a different vibe and we could totally do that. So we started to do farmer's market and, and we did the Studio City farmer's market and it went well right away um, and then we did the farmer's market in Calabasas and we did one in Bunker Hill and Miracle Mile too. So those farmer's market were great, but then it was tough. It was tough because I stopped working at the French school and then you don't make money right away. You have to build your clientele and all that. And then, um, so we did the farmer's market for a while. And then the one that was really working for us was Studio City Farmer's Market. But then I stopped all the farmer's market, except the one in Studio City that was working. And I was doing the farmer's market and driving Uber at the same time. Um, the goal was always to open the bakery. But at this point, it's like, 
we need to stop the farmer's market because we hit a ceiling that right now there's nothing more we can do here as far as the farmer's market. And then um, we were looking for a place to open the bakery. And um, the one place that I was, that was always um, focused on is that Burbank location because the school that I was working at was in on Riverside, like probably two miles away from the bakery. And I was always coming to Chipotle, Subway, to eat for lunch. And yeah. I saw the vibe. It was like, this is it. This is where I want to open my shop. And two years prior to opening the store, I told one of my ex-colleagues, this is where I want to open the shop. You know, and that's exactly where we opened the store. So this is how everything started. It's, it's such a good area too with, you know, all of the studios and, and businesses right there. Yeah. It's, you know, I've, I've moved offices a couple of times in my couple of years working there. And it's kind of funny just, you know, when you go out for lunch, it, it's almost like a social hour. You see people that you know, and it's very community driven. So yes. I can certainly understand why you felt that kind of belonging there when you first went. Yeah. I mean, uh, community is, a, is, is one of the reasons why um, I picked this location with mm-hmm. Karima because you know you keep seeing the same people and the same people they grow with you you know like mm-hmm. we had people coming uh pregnant now they have kids that walk and talk you know that's 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 community you know and, absolutely especially now with this time they support us so We've we've spoken of her. Karima is your wife. Yes. What is it like working on a daily basis with your significant other? It's um, it, I think it's great. I think um, me coming from a different world where I I never felt like I was working before. You know, playing basketball. You know, it, it feels like I lived in my own bubble where. I don't understand how you can go to work the whole day and then you see your wife at night and that's it. You know, to me it was weird. Like I couldn't understand that. So in order to spend more time with my wife, I was like, that'd be cool if we can work together. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you have to create your own world, meaning, you know, everything that we do right now, we create our own world. Um, It's challenging sometimes because, you know, business and uh, relationship, like working with my wife is, those two are hard to manage because feelings are involved. And then me being a basketball player, I mean, mean, an athlete, it's like I always have like high expectation on people and on myself too. So, you know, it's really... I have to manage that to not hurt feelings. And sometimes I do, and I don't know about it, but, um, you know, it's challenging. I bet. But what an endearing thought to kind of create that world that you want to live in instead of, you know, falling in line with what the normal day-to-day life, at least here in America, is. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely something that for me is really important. Like, mm-hmm. I want to create my own world, you know, and, and, and so far it, it, it's, um, it's working. So she, you are, I'm sure you both wear many, many hats, but what are, what are kind of the roles between the two of you? I know that you're more of, you know, the chef and kind of creator and does she run more of the front end kind of business? Yeah, she, she does. And, and, and the back end too, like she, she is, she, all the paperwork, uh, it's her. You know, dealing with the employees, it's her. She does a lot of stuff that, um, luckily, I don't do it because, you know, I'm busy in the kitchen. And um, mm-hmm. and I don't think I could do it anyway. You know, like, this is not me. I need to be in the kitchen. And, and it's like creating is my thing. I think, like, doing the the paperwork, is it's not for me at all. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, and the customer service, it's her, you know. Right. She's been a flight attendant, so that's her thing. That's what initially, before I had met you, that's what drew me in was, you know, she was telling me your guys is a little bit of your backstory and you came from Paris and I don't know if you knew this, but I was born in Paris. My my parents lived there for a handful of years for work, so it just kind of happened that way. I'm I'm an American citizen, but was living there at the time when my parents had me. So nice, just getting that, that personal touch. <laughs> yeah, getting that personal touch with her. You know, you don't you don't get that, and I think that was maybe my first or second visit into the cafe. Right. So yeah. again, that just speaks to the hospitality and that level of, you know, warmth and, and friendliness that, that you guys have going for you, which is, which is really beautiful. I think, I think like, you know, um, a lot of people, you know, like when you use the word hospitality, mm-hmm. it's a word that feels like school for me. Like this is what you need to learn to be able to, you know, greet your customer and all that. For us, it's more like a natural thing, you know. You come to my house, I need to greet you. I have to be respectful and, and make you feel welcome. So it, it it's really a natural thing. And plus, like you personally, you have that vibe where like, hey, I want to hang out with you. You know what I mean? And I, and I think like for most of our customer, it's, it, it, it feels like that. Like I could hang out with like almost all my customer. I love that. Well, you're already teaching us something about our own culture. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot to learn from, from you guys for sure. I do want to talk about your menu a little bit and not to get into too many specifics, but how did you come up with crafting what you guys have in the cafe in terms of um, like your pastries and, and the food that you sell? Um, so for me, like everything that I do is like what I had growing up, like the stuff that I liked growing up, like for example, the financier is an almond kind of cookie with almond flour. It's something mm-hmm. like growing up, um, that was always the most expensive thing in a bakery. I don't know why it's so small, but now I know because I'm on the other side, almond flour. 
Um, <laughs> but that's something that I always like to go and get at the bakery. Um, the croissant is just uh, something that I would have for breakfast almost every day, mm. you know. Um, but like everything that I do is it's kind of me showing you my vision of my bakery in France. That's so good. Is there a kind of a staple? Like what's the one thing that somebody needs to have when they when they come? Definitely the croissant. I think the, the croissant would set the tempo, meaning like after the croissant, people respect us. It's a classic. Yeah. And and I mean, you know, it's almost like if we don't have a good croissant, we're not a French bakery. That's that's a fair assessment, I would say. I would yeah. agree with that. When you have oh gosh, I sound so silly saying it after you. When you have your croissant in the morning, do you pair it with any particular coffee? Um I would have, I mean me personally it would a latte. A latte. Yeah. Um I didn't get to uh, just a regular coffee yet, or just uh, a double shot of espresso. I'm more of a like a latte kind of person. I'm that way too. It's it's a bit more smooth and enjoyable to kind of savor. Yeah. So it's no secret we're sitting in a really weird, difficult time for everybody. Um, obviously, in your guys's neighborhood, and as you mentioned earlier, people are still coming to support you. Um, which I which I love, and I certainly need to come pay you guys a visit since my offices have been closed. But how has COVID affected you guys? Are you, you know, I think you mentioned you're switching up your hours a little bit. What are mm-hmm. what are some of the things that have kind of shaken up the status quo for you? So when COVID happened, um, we were open seven days a week, right? And um, mm-hmm. You know, in France, they were always in advance with the COVID situation. And at one point in France, it started to go crazy where, like, you know, uh, the numbers were pretty high. And we decided to close the store and kind of, like, brainstorm, like, what can we do and wait for to see what they were doing in France. And um, since we are an essential business, we decided to open only on weekends. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And for some reason, which I think I understand, people found comfort coming to us on weekends. The streets are empty, so it's easy to travel in LA right now. You know, so we had people coming from uh, Calabasas. We had people coming from West Hollywood. You know, people that just wanted to feel like life is normal again. And then um, we did really good the first couple of weeks we opened. And then on Mother's Day, that's when we had the real line. Like uh, I call it the Trader Joe line. Um, oh, yeah. So we, we, we had that big line. And then a lot of people posted us on social media. and um, And then right after that, it was Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And then now a lot of people are supporting Black on business. And then now it turns out like we're making more in three days than we were making in seven days. Oh my so, gosh. 
You That's know? amazing. And thanks to the people that come in and, and support. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, I'm, I'm glad it's giving you a little bit of, I mean, obviously circumstances are not great, but I'm glad it is giving you a little bit of more of a balance in terms of the days that you do go in. So hopefully you can be yeah. resting and, and taking some much needed, you know, time to yourselves a little bit. Definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm, I do enjoy that time where I have nothing to do, even though it's hard to do nothing because I'm not that guy, but, mm-hmm. but I do enjoy it. And it makes you reflect on, you know, what we were doing before working seven days a week, not having time for ourselves. You know, I think for everyone, it's time to reflect on that. Right. It's a very unique opportunity to be able to slow down no matter what that means for each individual person or family, I think, I think it's an important reminder to kind of take a breath a little bit and, and take this as a sign of whatever it means for you, but to enjoy it if you can. Yes. Um, I do want to pivot a little bit into marketing. Um, obviously you guys have a, a, great social media presence. Do you have somebody that runs that for you guys? Or is that? It's Karima. It's Karima. I should have known better. Of course, it's Karima. (laughs) Not me. If you see my personal Instagram, I posted last year, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not too. uh, I don't know. I'm not into it. Yeah, it it, uh, definitely takes some dedication for sure. Yeah. But how how did you guys kind of come up with your your branding or your story to tell? Or was it a little bit more of a, well, we're just being authentic and what we provide and our services and that just kind of naturally made it the success that it is? I think it's, um, I think we're really authentic. Um, mm-hmm. Our story is, you know, that's that's really our stories. Like, Karima was a flight attendant in Paris, and, and now this is what she does. She's still a flight attendant for a company here, too, like while working at the bakery. I was a basketball player, and now I'm a pastry chef. Those stories are stories that people want to hear because a lot of people, they're working to a place, and they want to do something else. So it's inspiring for them to see that they did it, so I can do it too. And then and, and that's our story. I think, um, you know, as far as marketing, it's really, um, we, don't, we don't do anything like, we don't force things. Like we don't, we don't do a, a photo shoot. We're just taking stuff on the spot. You know, if you see our Instagram compared to a lot of uh, other businesses, it's not polished, you know. It's, it's, it's very like, it's your iPhone. You're taking a picture of whatever pastry we have that day and that's it. Yeah. Those are the, for me and, and I'm sure the vast majority of people out there, it's, those are the things that we resonate most with or the things that remind us of true life and not having it be such a staged photo. You know, that's just a cup of coffee that someone enjoyed that morning. That's, just a a delicious pastry. I I would agree with that. And that's kind of listening to you saying that people find inspiration in in your story. 
I certainly do. I mean, being able to look at two people who completely uprooted their lives to come to America to fight to find their dreams become a reality, to put blood, sweat, and tears and probably as much money as they could, you know, come up with to put into this one business and and have it have it be this rocky, you know, this yeah. rocky story story. Um yeah, that's really that's really amazing. Thank you. Do you feel like you have any well, certainly there's there's coffee shops and there's and there's cafes all over the place. Do you feel like you are in a position where you need to compete with those places or do you feel like you're kind of on your own level island etc just knowing what we were just talking about and how different and unique that you guys are um for, for me like competition for me is like i compete against myself and and that's the 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 athlete talking right now like mm-hmm. i compete against myself like where i was yesterday needs to be different tomorrow you know what i mean and by doing that every single day um stuff happen you get better you get more customer people are happier you know what i mean and and you make more money you know but as far as like competing against the 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 other restaurant next to me i don't think we are you know um everyone in the street sell coffee I don't think mm-hmm. this is what I do. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people are coming to see Karima, Lou, Clay, our employees. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think, like, we're doing something completely different. You know, we're selling the croissant and all that, but we're selling something more important, which is the human interaction, you know, that comes with you coming in the morning to get your coffee because you could get coffee in the whole street. But then by knowing you a little better than everybody, everyone else, you don't come to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Human interaction is so powerful. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who is thinking of starting their own business and maybe nervous for a million different reasons? I would say if you believe in it, you have you have to go and do it. But understand is it's it's a process, and you know this is where you are today. But then uh, you need to take little step towards it. As soon as you think about the big picture, that's when you get the fear of doing it. But then mm-hmm. if you take if you take little step, you know, and put yourself some. Um, challenges that's where like i mean you're gonna have less fear to do it and it doesn't seem impossible at one point so next i want to talk about it's kind of the last section here but i like to get to know the people that i interview on a deeper level in terms of more of your habits and what makes you you um so the first question that i like to ask is Success is kind of a spectrum to everybody. It means something different to most individuals. What does success mean for you? For me, success is being able to excel 
to what you do and to inspire people because you're doing this. So inspiring people, that's when like you're successful. Lou, I feel like you need to write a book or something. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe make some (laughs) t-shirts. And somebody has to write it for me because I can talk, but write, I don't know. Well, today, today's a good uh, starting point for that. Yeah. We'll at least get your voice out into the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But I, 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 think, I think a lot of people, like, you know, they see success and they think about money. For me, it's more about using my potential to the fullest. And you know that money is going to come with it. I don't even mm-hmm. need to think about it. I'm just focused on using my potential to the fullest. What are some of your non-negotiables during the week to set you up for, I hate to word the, use the word success again, but to make you feel like you are your best during the week? Is that, do you have any type of appointments with yourself, any rituals, any I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't have any. Um, I, so I'm really like trying to stay organized in the production like meaning making like the croissant and all the pastries that I have to make. Like I do that like every day I think about it. But like to start the week, now more than ever, I need I need to exercise, you know. Yes. And, and that's one thing that I need to do because that's when I get inspired. All my ideas come when I'm running. Like I always... You know, after running, I, I see my wife and I tell her, like, so I think about this and, and this and this and that, you know, yeah. and, and that's something that I need to do uh, regularly. And and for a while I lost, you know, I, di- I didn't do it. I didn't do it because, you know, sometimes when you're in business, you're in a hole and it's hard because you feel like you have to do everything. You know, I'm not focusing on just baking. I have to do more than that. And that's what it is to be a business owner. So you don't get to exercise like you want to. So you become frustrated. And and now with COVID, I get to do that. But that's something that I need to change when we go back to normal, you know, in the future. Right. Carving out that time for yourself. Yeah. Do you have any type of morning routine or evening routine i know we just kind of talked about some non-negotiables but are there any is there anything that you do routinely on a daily basis i don't have a routine it because because uh i don't think i'm at that stage uh where like i can't have a routine because what we're doing right now it's kind of like all over the place because we are the business owner, but then also we work in it and every day is a different day, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's hard to have a routine. But one thing I know is like, I try to schedule my day and 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 have time at night to hang out with my wife and watch a TV show or whatever. But like have that time where like, I feel like we're leaving, you know? It, it, it's hard to do, but you know, I know I can work the whole day, but at night I need it. I need to be home. I'm the same way. Yeah. Have to have, have to have those moments with, I mean, it'll vary for people, but for me, I need that quality time with 
with people. I make dinner with my boyfriend and we watch a TV show and we kind of wind down together. And that's, that's an important quote unquote routine for me to feel like I'm, you know, I had a, a good day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the best time of, uh, the best, the best moment of my day. It's when I go home. My heart is very happy in hearing that. That's, that's really sweet. <laughs> okay. So before we, close why don't you tell us where we can find you online your instagram handle your website yelp etc yeah so on, on social media for instagram is lou the french on the block uh, for the website is lou the french on the block.com you know a lot of people find us on yelp too right now we just uh on our website we just uh started the um, the online order which help a lot for uh, those uh, crazy weekend that we have. And on Facebook, you can find us on uh, Lou the French on the Block also. Great. And I will make sure to tag all of those as well in the show notes for everybody to easily be able to find you. Thank you. Of course. Lou, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being with me today and talking a little bit more about your, your background story and what makes you you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And thank you to share it to the world. Of course. All right. That's it for today. Don't forget to follow along for more on Instagram at you might be a badass podcast and let me know your thoughts about today's show. And I'll see you again. Same time, same place next week.